the Society of Graduate Students at Western University. Today, we are doing something a little bit different. We're producing our first special episode of this series, Hashtag Jarring Questions. So we'll tell you a little bit more about that, but first, uh, we will introduce ourselves. I'm your first host, Emily Hutchinson. And I'm your second host, Elizabeth Moeller. And I'm your third host and producer, Scott Walters. So what is jarring questions? Well, we decided that our listeners of GradCast might want to get to know the hosts a little bit more. You hear our voices every week, but who are we? Who are these people that are on GradCast interviewing other people? So we're going to interview each other, but to do that, we've come up with a list of silly, uh, funny questions, deep questions, interesting questions to ask each other, and we've put them all into a jar. And we've named the jar, or the series, Jarring Questions, because they're in a jar. So, Scott, why don't you pull out the first question, and we'll see what it is. Absolutely. (laughs) They're in a uh, mason jar that uh, Megan on our team put together for us. Yeah, shout out to Megan Vole, who put together the jar. Mm -hmm. Drumroll, please. (laughs) Your favorite analogy or motto for life. That's deep. That Mm -hmm. is deep. We're starting out deep right away. Well, I can... Okay, well, I'll start. It's not mine, but my dad always likes to say that life is a marathon, and he always goes, marathon. Yeah, actually, Elizabeth, you're a runner, so I should have left this analogy for you. Uh, But he always says, like, whatever you're doing, if it's your your degree or if it's uh, something that you're working on, if you're doing a painting, it's not a sprint, right? And you're not going to get it all done right away. It's a marathon, and so you've got to just keep going. But I'm not a runner. Elizabeth is a runner. That was a really good one. I really, I really like that one. Um, I think my favorite is um, actually something from the movie Wonder, although I'm pretty sure it's not from the movie Wonder. It's just where I heard it. And it's Be Kind for Everyone is Fighting a Hard Battle. And it's said at the very uh, end when one of the kids, Summer, is reading off the blackboard the precept that the teacher puts up. And I love that movie. And that's my favorite one. And it really is just important for all of us to remember to just be kind. Yeah, I like that too. Absolutely. I've had a few mottos in my life, but one that just came to me now that I used to quote a lot was emancipate yourself from mental latency, which I believe is a quote of Albert Einstein. But I just think a lot of people, not so much maybe a lot of our listeners perhaps, but a lot of people in society and the way things are going, it can be easy to be pushed down by all the weight and responsibilities and hectic things going on and get sidetracked, veg out. And I think just don't allow yourself to ever get bogged down by that or distracted by things beyond what you just find is fun and enriching, but allow yourself to really grow to your own potential in a Mm -hmm. way that's healthy for you. So that's something that I've always gone along. But Elizabeth, you said you're, well, Emily said in, in you, <laughs> that you're a runner. That's really I cool. I am. I actually do running, but I also do triathlons, and I have one coming up in a couple of weeks, Toronto Triathlon Festival. So I was at the gym today. Shout out to Thompson Arena, Western Gym. <laughs> Woo. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's neat. I, well, I've never done triathlons. I've done a few 5K races and things up. like that. Yeah, that's true. We, I could, could, have a, we could have a Western <clears throat> team. Yeah. Uh, I, I am a runner as well, though awesome. I've only recently gotten more back into it again because my partner is doing it too but Amazing. yeah I do love running it helps mm-hmm. a lot with being a grad student and yes, working on campus oh I hate running <laughs> <laughs> I would do the swim part Ooh, three like times rather than yeah. do the other two components of yeah the, there you of go the and what's the third component bike it's actually swim first then you bike then you run because they want to go least 
most dangerous to least dangerous so that when you're tired you're not swimming and potentially oh, drowning yourself idea. and the beginning when I did it I always wondered why aren't we swimming last to cool down right. it makes no sense it's like 30,000 degrees Celsius out here and then I asked and I found out that the running is the least dangerous so they put it last that's I didn't realize that the swimming wasn't last because in another <clears throat> race that I guess now I think about it wasn't technically a triathlon but <laughs> emulated after <laughs> it it's like this massive one in Washington where you do bike and then you run and then you ski oh. well you know you start by skiing you ski down wow. a mountain you mm-hmm. run you canoe you kayak you'd it's a, it's a relay, I guess. You have multiple people on the team. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, swimming's the last part. Yeah. But yeah. if it's a relay, <clears throat> the last swimmer hasn't done anything else That's yet. That's true. All right. Actually, while you're grabbing the next question, I just need to give a shout-out to my mom because I've talked about my dad, but it's actually my mom's birthday today. It's her 50th oh. birthday. Oh, wow. So that's a big one. So uh, shout-out to Tara Saab. She was actually a guest on GradCast, so maybe – uh, you can check out her episode. It was from the Groundwater Up, one of our graduated life series. So happy birthday, Mom. You'll hear this in a week. <laughs> nice. <laughs> okay, here we go. And I like this one. Slightly less deep, but more important. Mm-hmm. What's your most controversial food opinion? Oh. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I... I can okay. Should I? St- no, I won't start because I started last time. Let's rotate who starts each time. Mm-hmm. So maybe okay. Elizabeth should start. My most controversial food opinion, I would have to say... Coffee is not a food, but it's pretty polarizing. People love it or they hate it. And if they love it, they're either like a coffee hot only or iced coffee all the way. I don't like iced coffee because it just tastes like watered down coffee. <laughs> if you're going to do iced coffee, then you have to make ice cubes with coffee and That's freeze the coffee idea. ice cubes so that you're not watering down the coffee. But most places don't know that secret. No. Um, so I find coffee very polarizing. So I would say coffee. So what's your side on that? I adore coffee. You like I it? I'm definitely, you know, it's 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 one of the things that I I it's my fuel, it's my jet fuel. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> mm. I didn't used to appreciate coffee as much as I do now. It used to be like a take it or leave it. Actually, I didn't even like it, and I started wow. to like it, and then it became like a special treat on certain days. And now I drink it too much. But I also have an opinion about that that you've brought up with yours. That's also controversial, I suppose. I only like drinking certain kinds of coffee based on how it's grown. Ooh, so some coffee is grown like under shade. Yeah, that stuff is very important to me, too. But there's an additional one that I think people these days don't think about as much. as called whether it is shade-grown or not shade-grown. And if it's shade-grown, that just means there's trees above because they didn't cut down the rainforest in order to do it. It's important for birds and yeah. habitat and that stuff. But my answer to this question <laughs> is going to be... Wait, can I guess? Are you going to say pineapple on pizza? Yes, my opinion is very much about pineapple on I pizza. You're it. right. <laughs> and it's about how do you like pineapple on pizza... Or are you a bad person? Because pineapple <laughs> oh. on pizza is delicious. Oh, I don't know. I don't like sweets, so pineapple's too sweet for me on pizza. Oh, I could take it or leave it. Like I would never take pineapple off pizza, but I do feel it gets a little bit mushy when it's been cooked on there. But mm-hmm. I would eat it. You would eat it. So I guess does that make well, me a good person? It makes you it makes you neutral. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> More <laughs> pizza for the two of you. I'm out on this one. <laughs> You're neutral yeah. in Switzerland. Okay, my controversial food opinion is that I like green bananas. I don't like it. So if they're, okay, okay, okay. if they're all yellow, it's fine. I'll eat it. But if there's even one brown spot, nope, you're banana bread now. Goodbye. Into the freezer. (sighs) Mm -hmm. Interesting. They just get so mushy. And sweet. Mm -hmm. They get sweeter. They do get sweeter. And the texture really changes. Like a nice yellow green banana. Mm, It's crisp. It's it's good. (laughs) 
<laughs> but if it gets too it. yellow no, and brown, it. it's, it's an ick for I'm me. Yeah, so I guess I'll just shout out every family member I have. Shout out to my brother, Evan Saab, who also likes green, yellow bananas. <laughs> if it's not hard enough as a potential weapon, it's not for Emily. Yeah, exactly. I also don't like them to be too soft, but does anybody, if they're like really soft and gross, no. probably not. No. You know? No. I do like bananas, though, much better. I get don't them really. softer to. Yeah, they're I mean. too sweet. What about mm-hmm. plantains? Have either of you had plantains? Yeah. I've had dried plantains, like plantain oh, chips. Oh, sure. Yeah. It's not bad. Mm-hmm. Like fried plantains can be delicious. They're like kind of in Cuban foods, mm, Central American I don't American think food. I've ever had them. Mm-hmm. What about oysters? Do you guys like oysters? You or- know, I used to be like, ew. Like, that's just a snot in a shell. But actually. <laughs> so good. Yeah. You know what? I've come around quite a bit okay. to oysters. Sometimes right. even raw ones when prepared well, I've been able to enjoy, actually. Yeah, I can. And then you can, like, cook them when they're really good. You can cook them on the grill. You just have to be careful because they can actually be dangerous on the grill. Have you heard of this? No. no. So there's water and little air pockets inside of the weird shell that they grow over themselves so the heat can actually cause boiling and it can actually cause the shell to explode oh gosh and you can the people have lost eyes oh, so gosh. yeah <laughs> they've they've hurt their faces all kinds of things have happened bad to them but they are delicious yeah a little bit of garlic butter mm. uh the other thing about them another ecological tidbit <laughs> is they're very good for the environment they're pretty much the only food source i can think of that has a net negative uh that is a net negative cost to the environment. So it actually cleans the environments where they're being grown ethically. So they will clean water pollution as a process. Filter feeders. They are. That's right. Yeah, exactly. So I've had one once and my supervisor (laughs) said it's like a mouthful of fresh ocean water. Mm -hmm. But I felt like it was a mushy mouthful of fresh ocean water. I didn't really (laughs) like the texture, but I've just had it once. Pretty polarizing for sure. (laughs) That one is very polarizing. Okay. Next. All right. Okay. Let's see. What's your favorite vacation you've been on and why? Ooh, that is a good one. Mm, Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So, you know, this is my favorite one today. Yes. (laughs) I'll say. Um, I really loved going to New York City when I was at the end of my senior year of high school because we got to go and see all the sites that um, you'd always heard about growing up. I used to be uh, involved in theater a lot when I was in high school and at the very beginning of college. And we went on a special trip where we were going and seeing all these Broadway plays and meeting the actors and stage producers and all this stuff afterwards. Mm -hmm. And it was really fun. It was at this time when New York was really changing what it was. And we were there for New Year's Eve. And I'm in a different age bracket than other people. So this was just before 9-11. And so it was very much a very special time to be there. And I love that a lot. I think we're in the same age bracket, just FYI. Mm, Okay. Good to know. Good to know. Yeah. No, my entire living memory, 9-11, has already occurred. Yeah. So it's cool to hear your stories about what it was like before and like air travel before. But Mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, my used to crank the plane up to get it going. Yeah, right. <laughs> you can show up with your birth certificate at the airport. That's, that's just nuts. I know. To me. Do you remember that, Scott? You just well, walk. not really, because I didn't ever did that, but I believe you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> just trust me on this. Yeah. yeah. My favorite vacation was when I went to Iceland as a oh, kid. Wow. It was in, I think I was 11 when I went, and it was just so cool to see the landscape and the amazing rock formations and we saw the geyser in the town of geyser that where all geysers got their names so that was so cool 
and uh, just hanging out there, and it, it was really cool. I loved it. I saw puffins for the first time, Atlantic puffins, so that was my favorite. My favorite vacation, um, well, I'm going to say I'm really excited. I'm going to Denmark in August, so I can't say it's my favorite yet because I haven't <laughs> been, but I'm very excited to go to Odense, which I have learned is pronounced Unsa. Oh. So I'm very excited about that. But my favorite vacation to date would probably be the one I took this April to Antigua with my best friend, Terry Lynn. Shout out to you, Terry Lynn. Um, we went to Pineapple Beach Club, which is a very small resort, but I appreciated the culture and the way that the resort really tried to incorporate local culture, local food, local music. Um, the staff were just incredibly friendly and the resort was very accessible. It was basically on one level and um, just a really friendly group of people mm-hmm. and just uh, our room view looked over the ocean. So who doesn't want that? Oh, that's lovely. That's it awesome. Was, yeah. Next mm. one. Question oh, number four. Okay. I wonder how many mm. we'll get through. I yeah, know. I know. Let's see. What weird thing gets you irrationally irritated? <laughs> Oh, <laughs> what weird thing? Is that what the question is? Yeah, at least weird, something that irrit- you find yourself it could be considered weird by people. Okay. That you, that you get irritated by to an irrational. Oh, irritated? man. Does it have to be a weird thing or can we just be irrationally irritated? <laughs> well. I guess it's harder to think of something I guess you say weird. what you're irrationally irritated about and we'll let you know and if it's we'll weird. And we'll decide if it's weird. weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. I do. Okay. I, I don't like it when people are following, most people are following the rules, but one person isn't. Yeah. And this came out a lot during COVID, but okay. this has been a thing for me for like my whole life. Like mm-hmm. if you're in the movies and everyone's not using their phone and then one guy does, you're right. like, come uh, on, like yeah. we're all abiding and you're not, that just oh, drives me gosh. nuts. But I don't know if that's a weird thing. I don't know how weird I find that at, but we're, I think we're going to count it anyway. Yeah. We're going to count because it. Because it, it's, it it's, counts. It, it is super irritating. It's so though. irritating. Right. And, and you talk about the movies really gets there's yeah. or plays. Or like if you're in line for something and then people like butt the line or mm-hmm. I don't know, like if everyone is supposed to be doing something and someone else is not mm-hmm. or they it, oh it just really gets me. But yeah. there's really nothing you can do about it because, mm-hmm. like, what am I going to do? Confront them? No. Like, that's not good for anyone. Like, I'm not really going to teach them a lesson. I've been there when people have confronted these people. Uh, but I've I been there know. when people have yelled at these people. Yes. <laughs> that's That could also be frustrating. I'll tell you what, though. Just recently, when we were at King Lear, so gentle listener, mm-hmm. Emily and I and several <laughs> others went to see King Lear at the Great Stratford Festival oh, nice. recently. And several people had to leave early. But at the very end of the play, in King Lear, the titular role his very final line, somebody who was using their phone, they were using it and the phone made a bunch of noise. And so we didn't get oh. to hear the final line of oh, play. That's annoying. And so things like that and people all around you using phones when they're not supposed mm-hmm. to. Yeah, that sort of stuff just drives you crazy. It just drives you nuts. It's annoying. I think on that vein, there's, okay, I don't know if it's weird, but I have a couple. So the first is people eating loud things and talking in movies. Like Ooh. that person that brings the chips or, you know, just really <laughs> noisy or smelly food. Also, ditto for like the subway. I live in Toronto, and people that b- want to bust out a cheeseburger, I'm like, we don't all want to smell that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's pretty talking in plays, movies, classes really bothers me. Like, it's hard enough to hear. I don't want some people talking. But the other one is when people say irregardless. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's not a word. <laughs> yeah. And I hear Just it like regardless. on the radio. Yeah. Like, I hear it from professional newscasters, and yeah. it really mm-hmm. bothers me. Irregardless. <laughs> or what about anyways? Yes. Oh. Anyways with an yeah. S is yes. not a thing. It's just anyway. 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 Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Well, I don't know if this is weird. Probably a lot of people think this is weird, so I guess it makes it weird. It's uncommon, 
So I guess that makes it weird, this opinion. But I get really irritated when I see outdoor domestic cats. Oh, me too. Because these cats, they're cute. So don't let's not get confused. I love cats. I think cats are cute. Even when I see an outdoor cat, I'm like, oh, and I'll pet it. But it really irritates me that the person put the cat outside because, mm-hmm. A, the cats live less time. It's harder on them. Mm-hmm. But more importantly to me, uh, they kill a whole bunch of things. And it's a leading cause of, like, exter- like extinctions in a lot of mm-hmm. animals. Yeah. And so uh, there's a lot of pushback from government agencies such as Fish and Wildlife Services that actually tried to change laws on that recently. New Zealand had, like, a hunting contest on outdoor cats, which was an interesting controversial thing, which I'm not saying I'm a proponent of that, but they make a big effect. And so when I see them outside, it's this weird mix of, oh, they're really cute, but they really shouldn't be outside. And I'm frustrated Mm -hmm. that people aren't more responsible. But I think when I get really irate, it's not so much that that happens because a lot of people don't know about it. But when people hear about it and they just deny it and get really defensive of the cats being outside. Yeah. Or people who don't clean up their dog poo. Really, really irritating. (laughs) (laughs) But imagine if the dog was just loose out there, pooing everywhere, and you wouldn't know to pick it up. Like, it's that that's what cats do. Like, Mm -hmm. there's no owner right next to the dog to pick it up. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, for sure. Right? Sure. I don't like the cats. So keep your cats inside, people. It's safer for them and safer for the wildlife. And so for all the cat listeners who are still with us. Uh, <laughs> yeah, They're like, that you know is. what's irritating me? This podcast. That's right. <laughs> something a little lighter, perhaps. Something you might enjoy. Uh, oh, okay. So Team Edward or Team Jacob. Does everybody here know what that means? I'm assuming you do. I don't. Okay. So Team Edward or Team Jacob. It's referring to the old Twilight series. Oh, I don't watch Twilight. Now, yeah. If you asked me a Harry Potter question, I'd be able to answer it. Yeah. So basically... Uh, Edward, I think I'm getting this right. I was not big on it either. But Edward Colon, I think, right? Colin, Edward was yeah. the vampire boyfriend, and Jacob was the almost werewolf, werewolf love interest, yeah. love triangle between the. So anyway, it was a very strong polarizing thing. That... Yes, it was a big thing. Mm-hmm. When I was in grade nine, mm-hmm. I I fell right into the Twilight Zone. Can we say? Oh my goodness! <laughs> <laughs> and so, like everyone my age was into Twilight, but yeah. I really wasn't. Like I am known for jumping on the bandwagon of things years later. I never really got on the Twilight one, but I didn't have opinion. You at didn't the have time. a team? No, because I hadn't read them or seen them. So I was just like, yeah. why is everyone obsessed with vampires? Mm-hmm. This is dumb. Does anybody watch Black Mirror? I feel like now that's the new Twilight Zone. No, I haven't. Yes. Oh, it's really good. Yeah, I, I think they're finally coming it. out with another season. They have yeah. season six. Yeah, it's out okay. right now. It is. Yeah, okay. it's definitely worth watching. Also, Stranger mm-hmm. Things, really mm-hmm. good show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would just say Black Mirror is definitely much, much, much darker than most of the Twilight zones. Mm-hmm. Like, don't watch it if you think you're going to be really depressed because you will be you very will be depressed. depressed. It's basically like predicting our future. Mm-hmm. Like technology's taking over. Mm-hmm. Um, but Stranger Things is also really great. And they had an exhibit in Toronto that I went to. It was fun. Oh, oh was it? Yeah. I heard about that being It was there. a live interactive thing and we actually got to go in the upside down. Fun times. That's Ooh. cool. Now, Emily, what do you think of Stranger Things? I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like scary movies, so I just say no. Mm -hmm. And I cannot be convinced otherwise because Mm -hmm. when I was younger, my friends would convince me to watch scary things, and they're not around when I'm not sleeping at night. It's just me and my actions. So (laughs) (laughs) now I don't like watching scary things. It's too bad because Amelie uh, enjoys playing Dungeons & Dragons, and uh, Stranger Things has a lot of references to that. Yeah, Yeah. they do. do. Mm -hmm. But... 
So do you think that you would be more on the team of a vampire or a werewolf, Elizabeth, since you weren't really familiar with the Since I don't watch the show, I'm going to extricate myself and say um, neither. I would say that if I was in Stranger Things universe, I would probably uh, align with Eleven because I think Eleven's really cool. <laughs> Eleven is cool. Yeah, I was never really on a team either, but I guess I guess I would have been on team well i would have been on team jacob in the sense that i liked the indigenous culture thing uh, in that area and actually did my research in the area where those tribes are mm-hmm. uh and then but i'd be on team edward because i don't know the <laughs> the way they depicted the characters that i recall in the movies for jacob and stuff were pretty silly mm. so it was all silly yeah. sorry sorry twilight fans sorry, twilight it wasn't fans. it wasn't my thing now more of a sookie Stackhouse uh person i guess between the two okay all right, Emily, I think you'll lead this one off. If you were a bird, what bird would you be and why? Oh, I like this question. I think I wrote this question. So just some background <laughs> to uh, all the, pe- the people who are currently on GradCast when we came up with these questions, which I think was like two months ago. They At contributed. The, yeah, it was a while. So I would want to be a shorebird. So those are like sandpiper type things that you see running along with the tide. And I would want to be a shorebird because I love being at the beach and the ocean. And they do a really cool migration. A lot of them migrate for so far, long distance. And so I think it would be fun to be a shorebird for ocean vibes and long distance migration. I think I would be, I'm actually, this is a really funny question, not because I've been thinking about turning into this bird, but I'm thinking of getting another tattoo. Um, And so I was thinking about what to get. I think I would be a crow because crows Mm. are very, they make their presence known, which Mm -hmm. I've been told by my friends, I do. (laughs) (laughs) They are um, very loyal. Um, They're very intuitive and smart. And they also um, tend to be very, um, they're often in the morning I hear them at least in my neighborhood in High Park in Toronto I can hear at least one or two crows and I am also a morning person my friends actually call me the crow shout out to Terry and Kia because I will call them in the morning and be like good morning um, and so yeah I've actually been thinking about getting a crow tattoo and that's uh, that's why there, but there's also a dark scary element to crows and I don't want to like scare people with my crow tattoo but <laughs> yeah I do love crows crow diddly those are two very good bird groups this shorebirds i'm really tempted for that too because actually i i uh, do a lot of research on shorebirds myself and i do love them and they are one of the big groups that got me into birds but and you can listen to scott's research on a recent gradcast episode (laughs) called slurping shorebirds and diving dippers that's right so maybe maybe i'll be the other bird there then i'll be the dipper it is it is my fi- pretty much my favorite bird but you know what no I'm taking it all back I'm going to be a kingfisher which is a really cool bird makes a lot of fun noises it's pretty colorful it's got a giant mohawk and a big bill for its size and it'll fly up high above the water it's a relatively small bird and it will float <laughs> above the water looking down and it will dive suddenly and fish for spear a small little fish and eat it and they make burrows in like these clay banks and so they'll burrow really deep in um, and that's where they hide their baby nests and mm. it's just a really cool thing seeing them pop out and they're yeah. just neat in general I like them. and they're all over you know they're here they're in the United States they're across the continent and they make it down they're they're on the currency of the Virgin Islands so they're oh. really widespread species hmm. what is your favorite style of macaroni and cheese 
what? There's different styles of macaroni. Do you mean like craft dinner, homemade mac and cheese? Yeah, I think that's what this means. Oh, you know, you can have okay. homemade. I know I'm from the States myself, and so the mac and cheese by craft is different than craft dinner, which is what they have in Canada. So in the United mm-hmm. States, at least when I was growing up, they may have followed suit, I'm not sure. But craft dinner noodles are much thinner and, and smaller yeah. than the United States version, which I prefer because I grew up with that. Right. Well, I just had at the grad club, so shout out to the grad club, mac and cheese bites. Oh. So these are like little triangles, and inside mm. is good old-fashioned KD. Mm-hmm. And then it's coated in like a deep fried batter. So maybe not the healthiest choice. And it's just these wonderful bite-sized pieces of like craft dinner wrapped in yummy deliciousness. And it Whoa. comes with like a marinara sauce. Wow. So I actually didn't have them till last week and I'm thinking hmm. I'm addicted. Yeah, that wow. sounds good. I didn't know about those. But also since I am from the United States, it took me a second because you're like, oh, Katie, I'm like, who is Katie, and why oh, is KD. she in KD. your KD. <laughs> That's what we call it, KD. Yes. Oh. yes. Mm. Good one. And like I said, my favorite, definitely, I'm going to have to say, because my favorite, kids love pizza, they love this, as their favorite kid food. My favorite kid food was the United States slightly bigger Kraft macaroni and cheese oh. versus Kraft dinner. Right. So that was hey. my favorite. All right. Yeah, because yeah, people in the States call it mac and cheese. Like, we don't yeah. really call it that. No. No, it's always, it's like KD. just Kraft dinner. Yeah. KD. I like the original craft dinner. Mm-hmm. I ate. We ate it a fair bit as kids, mm-hmm. and I, yeah. I still like it. But once I got it at a restaurant, not KD, like mac and cheese, macaroni and cheese, and they put some like Asiago cheese in Ooh. there. It yeah. was so good, and I was like, yeah. "Whoa!" This in is- reality, the restaurant ones are better. The restaurant one was so good, but I do like the classic craft dinner out yeah. of a box. Whip it up. I'm gonna go off the rails <laughs> just slightly because with this. So, do we have like another favorite comfort food though, Ooh, versus just comfort food? The mac and cheese. I like cheese and crackers. <laughs> still Ooh. on the still on the cheesy dairy theme. Cheese yeah. is my favorite food, mm, so it cheese. has yes. to be something. Or like fresh baked bread. Oh man, love it. Yeah. Shout out to my bread maker, <laughs> <laughs> which I use all the time to make bread. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought there was a place for a minute, no, and then I realized you actually had a bread maker. Just my bread maker in my cupboard. Mm-hmm. That's a really good question. Comfort food. Okay, I know it's gross. Don't judge me. But I really love McDonald's, the 10-piece nuggets and large fries with some <laughs> sweet and sour dipping sauce mm. and a large Diet Coke because because it's delicious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You have a specific go-to, right? I there. do. Yeah. <laughs> Uber Eats, dial it up. Yeah. So I was going to actually say freshly baked bread also. Mm-hmm. So Ooh, nice. shout out to my bread maker, mm. which is... Often Emily, she makes so much bread for her friends. I am the bread maker. <laughs> I used to make bread a lot more. I want to get back into it, but yeah, like freshly. I went to Alora this weekend, and there was a bakery there that does the classic thing where they get up early at like two a.m. and they make all the breads. Wow. And there was some, I can't remember. It was like caramelized onion and Asiago mm-hmm. loaf, and it was delicious. Oh, we got to stop talking mm. about food because it's almost dinner time right yes, now as we're recording, true. and I'm getting really hungry. And you can't mute your stomach. You can mute your phone, but mm-hmm. you can't mute your stomach. True. That's right. Well, the good news is that for as far as getting to be able to go to eat is you'll be able to do that soon. The bad news is we are pretty much out of time. So. Right. That is it. Well, I will take us out. I will do the outro. 
So this has been GradCast, the official radio show and podcast of the Society of Graduate Students at Western University. I've been host number one, Emily Hutchinson, host number two, Elizabeth Moeller, host number three and producer, Scott Walters. If you would like to be involved with the show or get in contact with us, you can email us at gradcast at sogs.ca. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at GradCast Radio. To listen to us, we're on Radio Western 94.9 FM, Tuesdays and Thursdays, 11 a.m. You can also find all of our episodes wherever you find your podcast. And this has been our very first hashtag jarring questions episode. Thank you for listening and enjoy the rest of your day and your dinner.